are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. My Dolphins brothers and sisters, brethren, fans, friends, gather around. Because we need to come together at this point in time. Based on the temperature of this fan base, you can feel the tension in the air right now. And I want to help alleviate some of that as best as I possibly can. Your host, Flocked on Dolphins, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, first and foremost. Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire. And Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com. And uh, the Get to a Weapons campaign is not off to the most blazing hot of starts for the 2021 offseason. And there are a lot of fans who are frustrated by the movement that has slash has not taken place on the Dolphins' part at this point in time. Also want to look specifically at the wide receiver position because we've now seen Kenny Galladay is in New York today for a visit with the Giants. Curtis Samuel signed with the Washington football team yesterday. Corey Davis is signed with the Jets. You kind of work your way through the list and a lot of the appealing options that we felt were out there for the Dolphins have moved on. Marvin Jones liked any tweet involving the Dolphins for like three months and then signed in Jacksonville. Uh, Nelson Aguilar's gone. Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin back on the tag. Miami added Robert Foster. And Dolphins fans, man, I I feel your frustrations. I see your frustrations. But I'm here to tell you we still have time to pivot and redirect. And I'm a solutions-oriented individual in general posed with problems. Let's talk about how we can fix them, what things we can do. And there are a number of investment opportunities for the Dolphins, whether that is signing Juju Smith-Schuster, who's still out there, or Will Fuller, who's still out there. Don't get the feeling that they're super eager to jump on the wide receiver market and pay a ton of money. Could go get T.Y. Hilton as a short-term fix. What this free agency window has told us is the Dolphins are going to be drafting their skill players. They spent less than $2 million on Malcolm Brown on a one-year deal, and they brought Robert Foster in for an undefined amount of money. They're going to be drafting their young weapons, looking for these players to be more stable, long-term pieces of the offensive puzzle. And that's okay. You know, we do need some established experience, and thankfully Mike Kosecki is in the locker room, and we've glossed over him, and Devontae Parker is in the locker room, and we've glossed over him because we talk about upgrading the weapons, so I get it. But it's not as though you're you're bringing these guys into a situation, these young players, which there are no accomplished NFL players. Are they your ideal top targets? No, but then again... 
the players that you're presumably drafting in the first 50 picks will hopefully develop into the top players that can take that mantle long-term. So get focused on the draft, but I'm here to explore if the Dolphins wanted to add another accomplished NFL player at the wide receiver position, how can they do it? We went through financially what a trade opportunity might look like on yesterday's episode of the show. On today's episode, I went out and found a few candidates that could feasibly work for the Dolphins of varying degrees of appeal. Now, that's some fine print as far as how likely these are to actually happen. Uh, But they're all players who there is a feasible chance that they get traded as existing NFL players with varying degrees of value and varying degrees of salaries. So some of the wide receivers associated with potentially being traded this offseason. One such player is Mike Williams, the wide receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers. This was a former top 10 pick. He's on a fifth-year option of a rookie contract which means his 2021 base salary is $15,680,000. And he's in the last year of his deal. Uh, This is not an appealing option for the Dolphins when you look at style of play. He's another one of the big-body non-separator guys. His cost and his duration of contract, Mike Williams doesn't really make sense for the Dolphins. Beyond Mike Williams, that he doesn't work? Okay, Kyle, who does? Anthony Miller does work. Chicago Bears wide receiver, former 51st overall pick in the 2018 NFL Draft. He struggled with drops and consistency to this point in his career. But he's on a contract year, and he's due $1.2 million in 2021. So he plays in the slot. He had phenomenal tape at Memphis. He's shown plenty of flashes. He had seven touchdowns as a rookie in 2018, and he had 656 receiving yards in 2019. And let's remember, you know, for for all the dirt that we want to shovel onto the Dolphins' offense, Chicago, that's a bad offense. That's what a bad offense looks like. And uh, he regressed along with the rest of the offense in 2020, but there are some frustrations there, and the most interesting part of Anthony Miller as a hypothetical is Adam Schefter has already reported that other teams are involved in trade discussions surrounding him. So this is a player that teams are currently calling about like right now. The report came out two days ago in the afternoon. Bears are having trade discussions with other teams regarding wide receiver Anthony Miller per sources. Miller's entering the final year of his rookie deal is a productive and talented slot receiver likely to be dealt. Hello. Base salary for this year, $1.21 million. So if Miami wants to rub pennies together with wide receivers, this is a sensible option. And if he comes in and balls out, you give him an extension. He's a young player. What is he worth? I'm offering a day three pick. I'm not getting into a bidding war over Anthony Miller because his production and level of play has not warranted us falling all over ourselves to trade for him. But he's out there. I'm absolutely calling if I'm the Dolphins. Because Anthony Miller 
physically speaking and talent-wise, is more talented than a number of receivers on the Dolphins roster that the team is apparently hitching their wagon to. Banking on something from Alan Hearns in 2021. Not me. Could not be me. So Anthony Miller is one that jumps out that we can confirm is on the trade market that definitely has my interest. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs, right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box, so we know he sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We have been pounding the table for Built Bar, the world's best tasting protein bar on the market for quite some time now on the Locked On Network. Built Bar is an amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on each and every one of their bars. And now is the time to find out who is the champion of champions thanks to Built Bar Madness. March Madness style bracket for all of Built Bar's flavors. Really fun and engaging. You could visit BuiltBar.com or go to Bar underscore Built on Twitter to follow along. Have your voice heard. And remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won all of the matchups in the Built Bar Madness bracket and who will become the best tasting protein bar of the world's best tasting protein bar. Other wide receiver trade candidates. Um, there's a lot of unappealing options out there that the Dolphins could kick the tires on. There's also Odell Beckham, who we talked about yesterday, who I'm not really going to entertain. Baker Mayfield played better without him. Uh, and, and that's telling a young quarterback got a little too focused on trying to make sure he got Odell Beckham the football instead of executing his proper reads and, and the offense felt pressure to funnel through him and you get inefficient that way and, and Odell's coming back from an injury. So that's a little too slippery of a slope. So the appeal with Odell is he's got three years left on his deal, uh, but the downside to Odell is that his base salary for this year is $14.5 million. Uh, he's got some extra hurdles you got to work through as far as his personality and fitting in the locker room. I'm acknowledging that he is a possible trade candidate, but and I would I would classify him as a more appealing trade candidate than like Mike Williams from the Chargers, uh, but I'm not falling all over myself to trade for Odell either. He's probably going to cost a pretty penny too. Which brings us to the perfect wide receiver trade target for your Miami Dolphins this offseason. If they are not going to get involved in the Juju Smith-Schuster market, in the Kenny Galladay market, if they're going to let these things fall by the wayside and they're going to say, nope, we're going to stick to our guns, maybe we sign T.Y. Hilton on a short-term deal, but by and large we're going to focus on the draft, but we do want to entertain opportunities to bring in an established NFL player, 
Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup is the ticket. He's another player like Anthony Miller who's in a contract year. He's actually been productive unlike Anthony Miller. He's played 30 games over the last two seasons, logged 1,950 receiving yards and 11 touchdowns over that span. His base salary for 2021 is less than $2.5 million. He has an average yards per catch of his career in three years with the Dallas Cowboys of 15.6 yards per catch, and he's extremely productive on a per-target basis. Dallas just gave Dak Prescott that big contract extension they've been working towards after already paying the likes of Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, Lel Collins, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, and others. They're not going to be able to afford him, in which the writing was on the wall that that was going to be the case when they drafted C.D. Lamb with the number 17 overall pick in last year's draft. And oh, by the way, they targeted C.D. Lamb more throughout the course of the season last year than what they did with Michael Gallup. So he's the third option on the team. He's highly productive. He's inevitably going to walk out the door. Give Dallas a ring. Gallup is 6'1", 198, uh, so he runs phenomenal routes. He's been a very good football player for the Dallas Cowboys. Has developed into a very productive wide receiver. And there's no reason why Dallas should not be entertaining the idea of adding an extra draft pick to their arsenal for 2021 to maximize the inevitability of losing Michael Gallup off their team. Because Gallup's going to command a pretty penny if he performs once again in 2021 the way that he has the last two years. So if I'm the Dolphins, and I want to feel good about adding somebody else to the mix, but I don't want to break the bank and pay Juju Smith-Schuster $10-plus million or Kenny Galladay $10-plus million dollars, you can get this guy, Michael Gallup, for a quarter of that. Less than a quarter of that. It'll cost you a pick, but Michael Gallup's not an old player. He's coming into the, his fourth year in the NFL this year. This is very much in line with like the talent and, and age of what Miami would need. Almost the equivalency of the Matt Breida trade, but Gallup is actually like been a full-time starting wide receiver for Dallas as compared to Breida always kind of flashing as a complimentary guy. And that's the perfect parallel to draw. Miami struck out in running backs in the NFL draft last year. So they then moved on day three and traded for an established NFL player in Matt Breida. Did it work out? No. Was it the best... Of- available player at the position they could probably find available for trade? Yeah, it was. And they made it work, and they made a move. So Miami, now facing the prospect of striking out in free agency in 2021 on wide receivers because the market just got a little weird, and that's what happens when Nelson Aguilar and Corey Davis signed first, and they both signed for $13 million a year. 
the expectation goes through the roof for the guys in front of them. And like, they're not going to get what they want. They don't, they're not going to get what they feel they're worth because all these NFL teams are going to say, well, you guys haven't proven it year over year. And it's a really good wide receiver class and the cap is down. So I get why there's a bit of a log jam and I, I, I respect the Dolphins for doing the whole name your price tool thing. But if that's the case, you better land David Andrews then. Because that seems to, they have been in the starring role all week long of, oh, they're the front runners for David Andrews. They've set the market. They got to seal the deal. They got to close it off. Okay, well, you got to actually do it. Because if you're not going to sign one of these big wide receivers because you're sectioning off money to sign David Andrews to star in the middle of your offensive line, then you can't afford to not win this bidding war at this point. Because if you come up empty-handed there, then you've let receivers get away from you that would have made a ton of sense. But the nice thing about Michael Gallup is he's not dependent on the dollars that Miami needs to be able to commit via free agency to David Andrews. It's... Is Dallas receptive to moving him? And even the, the the official staff writer of the Dallas Cowboys was asked this in a mailbag for DallasCowboys.com earlier this offseason, and he said, if we could get a day-two pick, I, I'd give it serious consideration. So this is a discussion that's being held within the Dallas Cowboys fan base and staff writers. So if they're thinking about it and they're asking themselves about it, you can bet your bottom dollar so are the Cowboys. If they're willing to play ball, that's the one I want to go get. And I'd offer up 81. I would absolutely offer up 81. Their third round pick. And if I'm the Dolphins, my sales pitch is very, very simple. And it would be the same sales pitch if I was the Green Bay Packers and I was trying to get Will Fuller at the trade deadline from the Houston Texans this past year, what my sales pitch would have been there. Listen, if this player leaves for you, what is going to happen is you're going to hope he signs a mega deal in free agency so that you can get a third round compensatory pick back, which is the maximum value compensatory pick that the NFL awards. I'm willing to give you my third round pick for him now. And what you'll get is you will get your third round pick in compensation two years earlier than what you would have to if you kept Michael Gallup under contract for the remainder of this season to finish out his, his rookie contract before he then signs somewhere else. So you're getting this pick two years earlier, and it's going to be higher in the order than what the compensatory picks will be because our pick is at 81. And if you get a compensatory pick, if Michael Gallup signs a five-year, $125 million contract, the best that pick will be is number 97. So you're getting a better pick, and you're getting a pick sooner. For the player who is the number three option in your passing game, unless you count Ezekiel Elliott, and then he's fourth in your passing game. That feels pretty cut and dry. Now, that sales pitch didn't really work for the Green Bay Packers with the Houston Texans and Will Fuller, uh, but we're talking about the Texans, so that kind of is one of those things where it is what it is. But I would offer up 81 for Michael Gallup. If the Dolphins don't want to pay these guys in free agency at all, but they still want to get this thing done where they add somebody to the mix, that's the move that I'm trying to make. Football season may be over, but there is still plenty 
of betting action over at Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. NBA, college basketball, NHL, they're all in full swing right now. Plus, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on just about anything that you can imagine, Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds and is the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So in summary with the wide receiver situation, Anthony Miller, Michael Gallup, two attractive trade market options. Anthony Miller would cost you a day three pick. Michael Gallup would cost you a day two pick. Michael Gallup, in my opinion, would be worth a day two pick. Comfortably. Comfortably worth a day two pick. So if this wide receiver market continues to trend, if the Giants throw today uh, $13, $15 million at Kenny Galladay and he signs, and Juju Smith-Schuster, Miami's not interested in for whatever reason, haven't really gotten a vibe on that, and like we're sitting here talking about T.Y. Hilton for 5 or $6 million this year, and that's kind of the ceiling. Let's get on the phones. Let's work the phones. There are opportunities to be had, and we've seen the Dolphins do that in the 2020 NFL Draft with their running back situation. This shouldn't be any different. And what we know is that this team is going to utilize the NFL Draft to target top-flight weaponry, And they have four picks in the top 50, guys. Let's remember that. The wide receiver class this year is phenomenal. If you told me they used their first two picks, they traded back from from three to eight, and you draft Jalen Waddell, and then you doubled up and you hit Rashad Bateman at 18, I'd be over the moon. I'd be over the moon ecstatic. And then you can trade up from 36 with a little bit of the extra ammunition that you got, not burning your your first-round pick next year that you've added to the mix if you're trading back from three. And you can go get one of the running backs. If you want to ensure that you get Najee Harris, or you want to ensure that you get Javante Williams, and you don't want to do what the Dolphins did last year, which was let the board fall to them and then see it not break their way, um, you can get aggressive and come up after you've added the extra picks. There's still nothing stopping this team from doing what everybody has wanted, which was to get to a help. I understand it. I was getting into it with fans. The sky is not falling. It feels like it because everybody else is making moves and you feel like you're stuck in neutral. And if you want to judge the Dolphins and you want to be angry about what they did this offseason, at least wait until May. At least see what it looks like when it's done. Because Chris Greer's going to make the picks, guys. Chris Greer's making the picks in April. Nothing is going to happen that is going to have that fact change. And one would have to assume that him making the picks in April is meaning the Dolphins are doing things that are correlating to what the Dolphins' draft plans are in free agency in the here and now. Young, cheap rookie talent is a very valuable thing, and the Dolphins apparently want to utilize some of that with their offensive weaponry that is going to be infused into this offense and breathe life into what the Dolphins are doing. 
plenty of time, plenty of investment opportunities ahead via free agency, via trade, via the NFL draft. Don't hit the panic button. Collective deep breath. Let's enjoy this process. It's about getting the team better. It might not feel like it's better, but what the Dolphins have done is they have checked almost all of their peripheral needs boxes. First and foremost, they've checked two of their three primary needs on the defensive side of the football. They signed a corner yesterday in Justin Coleman. That's a win. I know we like Nick Needham. Really fun story. Dude works his ass off. But he was an undrafted free agent rookie for a reason. It's because he's not a very good athlete for a corner in the NFL. He's PFF had him accounted for 17 penalties and 12 touchdowns allowed the last two years. We need to get better in nickel. And Justin Coleman is an opportunity for competition there and let the best band win the job. And if Nick Needham wins it again this year, then more power to him. I get he's this great story that worked his butt off to make the team, but like, at some point we need to flip the switch and we need to start expecting more from that spot. We need to start expecting more. We need to start expecting the guys who were the fun, undrafted free agent types, unless they're going to perform well, that we get more talented on the roster to push those guys into being complementary players and not featured players. Nick Nina was 60% of the snaps last year, was a featured player on the defense. So I'm excited for the Justin Coleman edition, just as I'm excited for the Benardrick McKinney edition with the trade with Shaq Lawson. So those were two of the three big needs that we had for the Dolphins coming into the offseason on our punch list when we did that punch list episode. We need a designated pass rusher still. Great. Maybe it's Quiddy Pay. Maybe it's Jalen Phillips from Miami. Maybe it's Gregory Rousseau. Gregory Rousseau's probably a year away. They'll have some options to find a pass rusher. We knew they needed to find a starting center. That was established before the start of the offseason. We knew they needed to find a starting running back. We knew we needed a handful of wide receivers. We've still got four top 50 picks with an opportunity to trade back and add more. You could end up with six or seven top 100 draft selections when it's all said and done. Plus, they're not done in free agency. They're looking at a guy who's going to be $7 million a year or so in David Andrews. That's his asking price. You're going to get the center in free agency. So now you just need offensive skill players because you took care of your backup quarterback position. You traded for Isaiah Wilson. Great. You got Seathan Carter as... as uh, kind of the, the Chandler Cox, but actually a versatile football player. Great. All these peripheral needs and boxes have been checked. We need some linebacker depth. We need a designated pass rusher. We need skill players. That's the whole draft. Use the whole draft on that. Let's saddle up and let's go, guys. I'm ready to go. I hope you are too. We still got one more show this week, so make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. Collectively, I know we're all anxious about the Dolphins' offseason right now, but there's no reason to be. So take a deep breath, enjoy the ride, keep it locked in, right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for listening. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.